0: Today on the Fancy Scientist podcast, I interview Nicole Blankertz. Nicole is a park ranger with Michigan State Parks, and she had a little bit of a tumultuous journey getting there. She graduated in 2020 when the pandemic, of course, hit, and she had an internship lined up, but it got canceled, and of course, she was disappointed. She applied to other jobs but didn't get any and then changed her job application and things changed dramatically. Through the help of working with me and the successful wildlife professional, we worked on her job application and adding nothing new, adding no new experience, we just changed things around, she got a position with the parks department. So we talk about that in this episode. We also talk about what it's like to work in the parks department and how Nicole is making the transition from parks to eventually enter back into the wildlife field. So if you're interested in becoming a park ranger at all and want to know more about what the successful wildlife professional is about and how you can change your job application to start getting jobs, then check out this episode. Welcome to the Fancy Scientist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Shuttler, an unconventional wildlife biologist who never fit the scientist stereotype. In this podcast, I share with you my insights as a scientist and offer you real talk on wildlife research, conservation and advice on this unusual career. Being a wildlife biologist is not what you think it is. Join me to learn what science is really like and how to become the best version of yourself so you can thrive, effectively conserve nature, and enjoy this beautiful life we share with so many other beings. Let's get started. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for being on the Fancy Scientist podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's take a minute just to get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you decided to go into this career? Yeah. So from when I was a kid, I
1: always knew that I wanted to work in the outdoors and work with animals. Those are the two main things that I knew growing up. Growing up, I, with my family, we went camping a lot. We did a lot of outdoor activities like fishing, kayaking, And I was also like in downtime, like in winter time, I would also watch a lot of just like nature and animal documentaries. So that kind of put that in my mind that I could maybe make a career as I went through middle school. And in high school, the first career that I came up with that I wanted to do was in veterinary sciences. I wanted to go be a veterinarian. And I think it was when I was a senior in high school that I discovered that you can do wildlife research. So then I kind of switched from Wanting to go into a veterinary school to considering a wildlife research job. And all my favorite animals that I wanted to work with were like big cats, like mountain lions and bobcats, or something like that. So I went into university. I graduated from the University of Michigan with a degree in wildlife biology and I minored in writing. And yeah, I graduated there in 2020. And currently I am working as a park ranger. In the last few months, I actually got my
0: first permanent position working in parks. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm curious, how did you find out you could do wildlife research? I didn't know it was an option until I went to study abroad actually. <laughs> That's where I found out about it.
1: I you know when I was a senior in high school, we were doing it was like a project that we had to do where we were putting a PowerPoint together and before we graduated high school, we had to present it in front of teachers. And I was going back and forth because I wasn't sure what career I wanted. I think I ended up doing my PowerPoint on like environmental science, mm-hmm. environmental scientist career. In 11th and 12th grade, we had a separate school that we could like travel back and forth to that teach us like skills. And I took the veterinary medicine class there. So that was when I decided I kind of wanted to go in, maybe into the medical field with animals. Mm-hmm. But then I was also considering environmental science. And I think I was probably looking on the University of Michigan's website to figure out which degrees. And I saw that they offered a degree in wildlife biology. So then that kind of sent me down the path of exploring what I could do in wildlife biology and research
0: particularly. And then did you completely decide to switch to wildlife biology or were you still interested in veterinary science too?
1: I completely switched over from that.
0: You just knew right away that was the better decision. Yeah. I was a similar way. I didn't know I mean, until much later that I could go into wildlife, but I always loved animals and people would be like, oh, why don't you become a vet? But I don't know. I just never was interested in vet stuff. It just didn't seem like the right path for me. I have a question about you deciding to, you said you minored in writing. Yes. How did you make that decision? Because writing is actually a really important part of wildlife work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that like they, they see the field stuff and they realize there's data collection, but there's pretty much always writing and whether that's very like officially for a scientific publication or, or government reports are still very official as well. But yeah, pretty much there's always like some sort of writing component. Did you know that going into it or what was your writing minor decision about?
1: I didn't, first start out with the writing minor as my decision my Mm -hmm. university always said that a minor wasn't a minor thing so choosing your minor could actually really help your major so i was taking that into consideration i think i first wanted to do like maybe an english literature minor kind of like fun because i really like english literature or history or something like that on the fun side but then Mm -hmm. when i was looking through like the list of minors that i could choose i saw writing And I said, oh, well, the writing might actually complement my science degree a lot. Mm -hmm. The courses that I took for my writing minor were, for the most part, like in technical writing and professional writing. I think I only took one course in creative writing. So I chose to focus particularly on technical writing. That's good. And have you found
0: that it's helped you? It's helped a lot.
1: Yeah. I remember one course in particular that I took, it was the technical writing course. And the one segment that I remember the most was how to write
0: concisely. That's helped me the most.
1: It completely Mm -hmm. transformed how I was writing before to how I write now.
0: Yeah. And writing for science is very different. I'm actually running a challenge right now. And I'm using an example of how the way you think about things interprets your outcomes. And I use the example of statistics. I like felt like I was really bad at statistics. So I would become like really frustrated and angry and stuff. But with writing, I felt like I was good at writing and I wasn't good at science (laughs) writing to begin with. I mean, pretty much nobody is because like you said, you have to be trained to do that, but I didn't get frustrated or upset. Like I did with statistics because I had that belief that I was good at writing. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just, I just don't know how to do this yet. And I just had a completely different approach to that. With jobs, did people say anything about your minor? I love that line, by the way, that a minor is not minor. That's so good. Nobody has brought it up particularly. This is curious. Okay. And then why don't you tell us about what happened 2020 until now getting your permanent position?
1: Yeah. So when I graduated in 2020, I graduated right when COVID was starting. So I did have like an internship lined up in fisheries for right after I graduated to go work up in Northern Michigan on a sea lamprey project. But then since COVID had just started, like going rampant at that point, that got shut down. So then I was kind of at like a standoff, not sure what I was going to do. So between when I graduated in 2020 and this last October, when I got my permanent position, I was applying to a lot of different jobs mainly like temporary wildlife positions kind of like biological science technician but maybe a little more entry level and i just wasn't getting any responses from any of them i would apply to maybe i would say between that time a half a dozen to a dozen different jobs submitting different like resumes and cover letters to each of them and i just wasn't hearing back a single thing that, until Do i you, finally got my permanent position this actual- the
0: park ranger position that you have right now didn't you have something before that or you just jumped into that didn't you work with the parks before
1: Yeah, I worked just as a seasonal
0: oh okay park. and then yeah it goes
1: like seasonal and then park there's different levels of park ranger but the park ranger is a more a permanent position
0: versus seasonal is just like this summer help so you did have a seasonal position and then during while you were in your seasonal position you applied for the permanent position is that how it went yeah, I was actually encouraged to apply from like the other rangers that I worked with and my coworkers, they encouraged me to apply for the ranger position. With your job applications, you said you applied to, would you say 15 job applications? Is that what you said? Was that yeah, like, between like six and 12, six and 12. Okay. Was that like a per month per week? Can you tell us about like how many jobs you applied to?
1: I think that was over a few months. Okay.
0: That's not a a huge amount. There's a lot of people who just apply for like tons and tons of jobs. Like I see that there's wildlife Facebook groups and I would see that people would apply for hundreds of jobs in a year. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how can you even find that many that you're qualified for? And that's part of the problem is that they're applying for so many jobs and a lot of them you don't have a chance of getting because yeah, you're just not qualified for that many how did you feel when you graduated and COVID was going on? What was that like?
1: It was interesting because the last few months of my last semester it was all like turned into virtual. And then all of a sudden I graduated and we didn't even have like, I didn't get to walk like to get my diploma or anything because everything was shut down. And it was pretty exciting when I did have the internship set up. But then when COVID shut that down and I wasn't able to go do that, it was pretty disappointing.
0: Yeah, that must have been really frustrated. I talked to... You. Quite a few people who had a similar experience. How hard was it to get that internship? Can you tell us about that process and what your internship was supposed to be about?
1: Yeah, it was a sea lamprey research project. I was going to be working with a couple of master's students at, the, at Michigan State University. They do like sea lamprey behavioral studies in northern Michigan. So I was just going to like help them collect data with that. And I was actually, the way I got it, I initially sent an application in for it. And then I was working as an undergraduate student in my last semester. I was working for one of my professors. We were doing a fisheries research project on the Flint River. Actually, I told her that I applied for that job with Michigan State University. And she used to be a professor there and she knew the people there. So she was able to like contact the master's students that I was going
0: to be working for. That's great. So using your network to help you get positions. And then tell us what it was like for you to get that seasonal position working for the state parks. What was that process like?
1: I didn't really have to send in like a resume and cover letter for that since it was just like seasonal summer help. So I just like sent my name to the supervisor at the park that I was going to be working at. And then I went in for an interview and was able to get that job. But that was after like maybe... I want to say almost a year after the sea lamprey internship, after I was applying for other like seasonal wildlife jobs. And after I applied for those jobs, I was just left feeling so kind of hopeless and disappointed because I hadn't heard back from any of those applications. So that's when I went to working in parks in that seasonal position.
0: So you had put in your application for wildlife stuff and then it just transferred over and you just had to put your name. Is that how it worked? I had applied for like DNR job, DNR wildlife jobs before, but I had to do a separate uh, thing for parks department. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the difference between getting that job and not hearing back from the other jobs?
1: I think the biggest thing for not hearing back from the wildlife jobs was just my resume and cover letter that mm-hmm. I was submitting. Cause I had no idea before I joined the program, if my resume and cover letter were like where they should be. Cause I had no, no one to like bounce ideas off of and know where to get feedback from on
0: those yeah and so that's why you joined the successful wildlife professional because you I mean as you should be you're really frustrated to be applying for all these different positions and then not hear anything back and you don't know why you didn't get those jobs is that correct like nobody gave you feedback or anything
1: no most times I just sent in the resume and cover letter and I didn't even get like an email or anything Mm -hmm. any response at all after that
0: so what do you think was the big difference in your cover letter and resume? Like, what did you change about them to make them more competitive? I don't think I was being as descriptive as I should have been in my,
1: especially my resume and my previous jobs. I don't think I was putting the correct like, descriptions in there for what I actually did at the job to show what I did. Maybe I wasn't showcasing all of my abilities in those.
0: Yeah, that's really common for people to do is to not only not be descriptive enough, but I think a lot of people don't understand how valuable the experience they have is to employers and they don't word it in a right way, or they don't even recognize like all of the things that they have done. And because the difference between you getting a job or not, you didn't get any additional experience, correct? The only thing you did was change your cover letters and resumes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all it took for you to get a job with estate state parks. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah the that's- other
1: thing I learned from the program was even if you've done something once, you can list that as experience.
0: <laughs> yes. And I wasn't doing that at all
1: in mine. I was able to add more experiences that I didn't realize I had to.
0: Yeah. Like, and I always tell people like, you know, don't lie and don't make it sound like you, you do it all the time, but you kind of add it to your resume. And then in the interview, if people ask you about it, of of course you can tell them how many times you did it. You don't want to make them, you don't want to make it seem like you're an expert at something that you're not, but yeah, I did the same thing. Like when I was in Utah, I did bat radio telemetry and I just did it once. Like we just went out with the scientists and I mostly observed, I didn't even help out that much, but I put it on my resume as an experience that I had and definitely as like an overnight backpacking experience because I didn't have, I didn't have many field skills at that point. I didn't have a lot of field work experience. So that was really one of my first. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of people out there interested in working in park ranger type jobs, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions as to what those jobs are like. Can you tell us what it's like being in one of those jobs firsthand? Yeah, I've just definitely noticed
1: that. I know a lot of people probably perceive that Park Ranger careers are mainly you just work outside, but I've noticed even though I've been a park ranger for a few months that it's a lot of maintenance work as well it's not so much just like the fun like outdoorsy like hiking doing trail maintenance aspects there's a lot of like i'm learning electrical skills plumbing skills even like chainsawing trees and all that stuff and there's also a lot of not so fun things like cleaning bathrooms too because in the park that i work with we have like five different bathrooms that we have to maintain we just have to make sure the whole park is just maintained for park guests
0: Yeah. And I guess with park rangers too, there's different types of jobs. There's more of that angle. And then there's more of a law enforcement angle as well. Do you do that as well? Or are there other park rangers that have more of that legal aspect?
1: I think there's a big difference between state park rangers and national park rangers. I think national park rangers are more on the touristy level versus state park rangers, which is what I do Mm -hmm. more like maintenance with law enforcement. So my position is balancing like the maintenance work with law enforcement. because we have a beach and we have a campground and a lot of the parks in Michigan have beaches and campgrounds too, which get a large influx of people over the summer. So it's also, yeah, balancing the law enforcement and public relations side, even some customer relations with handling cash and money too.
0: Yeah, I remember when we were working on your resume and cover letter for the position and they asked for that experience explicitly working with cash and you had a lot of experience non-wildlife experience like you know like working as a cashier in various places and a lot of people again struggle with how to non-wildlife positions and make it apply to a wildlife position. And you had like really great experience that matched directly, even though it wasn't in the wildlife realm. And same with working with the public too, because working in those experience, you worked with the public. It was a different, it was a different setting, but yeah, you interacted with the public a lot.
1: Yeah. Most of my experience before I started as a park ranger was in cashiering and customer service. I think I had like three to four years of just cashiering experience because I did that mainly
0: through college. So that was most of my experience. And it definitely helped me get the job too. And did you have any like research experience in college at all? Or did you just take classes?
1: I worked on a couple small research projects. The first one that I worked on was the fisheries research project on the Flint River. We were collecting data mm-hmm. as part of a dam removal study. The second one that I worked on was more of a sustainability research project. I was doing a lot of GIS work in that. Oh, cool. Do you do
0: GIS work now with your state parks position? I haven't had experience doing it yet. I'm just curious because a lot of people always suggest GIS work. And where do you see yourself going in the future? Is parks something you want to stick with and being a park ranger is something you want to stick with or what's your ultimate career goal?
1: I definitely see myself staying as a ranger for the next few years. Mm -hmm. For more long-term goals, I've been thinking about using the skills and experience that I'm going to get as a park ranger because I'll learn skills in a bunch of different fields to Mm -hmm. apply that to a more wildlife-centered field. Because as a park ranger now, I don't get a lot of wildlife experience. We're going to leave that for the wildlife division. So in long-term goals, I think I'd like to kind of apply park ranger skills to
0: a wildlife position because when you started the program, like you were very much interested in wildlife and were you not open is to park ranging? Is that, would that be accurate to say? Yeah, I would say a year ago, I wasn't really interested in becoming a park ranger this past year. So what kind of skills would you learn in park as a park ranger that would apply to wildlife I think just all the maintenance skills
1: would be helpful I know we're working for the wildlife division of the DNR they actually do a lot of I want to say farming they take tractors out and do a lot of field maintenance for wildlife mm-hmm. so I think that would like doing the maintenance skills like electrical or plumbing a lot of it can be applied and transferred over mm-hmm. so you just have kind of like that background knowledge of different things
0: Do you have any sense of how easy it is to transfer between different divisions from state parks to wildlife?
1: I want to say it's pretty simple since it's all with the state. It would just be applying for and getting the wildlife position. Yeah,
0: that's great to know that you can get there that way. That's awesome. When you graduated, did you have any sense of like how easy or difficult it would be to get a permanent job with a bachelor's?
1: And when I graduated, I thought, I didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it has proven to be from my experience. I thought it would be pretty simple to apply and get a job. And then once I graduated and actually started applying and doing that, I found it to be a lot more difficult than was led to believe in university.
0: Did they just not like say anything in university? They just didn't talk about it at all? Yeah, from my experience,
1: I didn't, we didn't really talk about applying for wildlife jobs that much. It was mainly just focused on course content.
0: Yeah. I'm actually, well, I'm not super surprised to hear you say that because I do talk to a lot of people who, who, yeah, have a heart, really hard time getting a job once they graduate because they think it's a pretty straightforward career and that you go to college and that you get a job. And if you Google like the average salary of a wildlife biologist, you'll read like 60, 70,000. And then, yeah, once you're out there, it's really hard. And actually for a while, I was under the impression that it was like near impossible to get a permanent job without a master's. And obviously like you've proven me wrong and other people have proven me wrong And you might have to volunteer places for a while or volunteer in school. You you probably will have to volunteer at least in school to get experience. But but yeah, yourself and another student, she also got, she got her dream job with Oregon State, their state department as a wildlife biologist. And she has her bachelor's too. So it's definitely doable and That's just, I'm just like, so happy that you got that. And you're in the parks division. Is it still a dream of yours to work with big cats and mountain lions? Are you still going to keep that?
1: Yeah, I would say it's still a dream because I've always wanted, that was like the one species that I've really wanted. I'd be happy working with a a bunch of different species, but I Mm -hmm. think mountain lions would definitely be a dream for me.
0: And what about grad school? Does that look like that's in your future? Or are you looking to like completely transfer over within the government? I'm
1: hoping to transfer over within the
0: government if I can. If
1: that's not possible, then I think maybe a master's degree would probably be the way to go for that kind of wildlife research, I guess.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Do you have any final advice or do you have any do you have anything to tell people who might be like thinking about joining the program or are on the fence about the program?
1: I would say about joining the program that it's definitely worth it. Cause I, I've seen a big, dra- a drastic change in like just my resume and cover letters. And I don't, I really don't know where I would be if I wouldn't have joined the program. Cause that help with the resume and cover letters has really helped. I think my biggest piece of advice for jobs is just to not give up. Cause I know after applying for the jobs, even though I haven't applied for as many as some other people, I definitely had a lot of imposter syndrome and was left feeling you know, like super hopeless. And like, maybe I need to completely choose a different career path, but not giving up is probably my biggest piece of advice.
0: No, oh, I love that. Yeah. And you also seem a lot more confident too. And that first job is really the hardest to get because that's when you're going to have the least amount of experience. So I was... Somebody was just talking to me recently, updating me on an internship for the Smithsonian, and they said they didn't get it. And I was like, oh, don't worry. You know, the Smithsonian is prestigious. You got an interview. That's great. Like, just keep trying. You got to keep putting yourself out there. If you're not getting rejected, you're not trying hard enough. That's what I would say. You're playing too safe. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you chatting with me and I wanna know what happens with your jobs and I wanna see your progression throughout this career. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole, for that interview. I know that I've learned a lot about becoming a park ranger from you. And it's so cool to hear the skills that are really important for this job because as mentioned in another podcast interview that I did with Ron Lewis, using more mechanical tools and doing more of that like manual kind of labor is actually really important in our field and a lot of people don't realize that and I love how we talked about taking non-wildlife jobs and applying it to this state park position and how you can use different experiences to overlap with ones that you want that you think wouldn't be in this field. If you are interested at all in getting into the Successful Wildlife Professional Program, I open it up at least two times a year, maybe more. And you can just head over to stephanieshutler.com. So S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-C-H-U-T-T-L-E-R.com slash S-W-P waitlist. And there you can sign up to get on the wait list so the next time the successful wildlife professional comes around you will be the first to hear about it and I always do some sort of training or workshop or challenge before it opens up so you'll be able to do that as well which is free thanks again guys for watching and have an amazing day Are you an aspiring or struggling wildlife biologist, ecologist, conservation biologist, or anyone interested in a career with wildlife? Join our community, the Getting a Job in Wildlife Biology Facebook group. Based on my book, Getting a Job in Wildlife Biology, What It's Like and What You Need to Know, this Facebook group is designed to connect, support, and inspire future and current wildlife professionals or those who can't get a job come for daily affirmations to lead you to career success, job postings, and profiles of professionals in cool jobs. If you're struggling, feel stuck, lost, confused, or are just worried about this career, reach out to me at Stephanie at FancyScientist.com to schedule a free clarity call. I've talked to over a hundred aspiring wildlife professionals and those struggling to get a job and they've told me what I also experienced. Degrees alone do not prepare you for wildlife careers. You need the right combination of experience, education, network, and skills to land the job you want. You also need to be able to convey that on a job application and sell yourself to the employer. I've looked at over 100 cover letters and interviewed graduates. I can tell you for sure they are selling themselves short, not listing all of their expertise and not marketing themselves effectively. I've talked to potential students who have dynamic personalities and sound so knowledgeable and experienced in person. But when I look at their resumes or CDs, none of that is reflected. If what you have been doing is not working, it's not all of a sudden going to start working. It's time to make a change. If you want to get your dream job in the fastest way possible, schedule a Zoom meeting with me today. No matter what stage of your career you are at, from high school student to graduate searching for jobs, I can help you. It is never too early or late to start. If this episode helped you or someone you know, make sure to tag me on Instagram at fancy underscore scientist and share this podcast with your community to continue spreading the word and reach more people. Also, be sure to leave a review on iTunes to receive extra positive vibes and love from me. Plus, you'll be helping me reach even more people with this important message. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you.